Hi, this is Mark Wiltshire. Thanks for choosing to listen to another episode of the Explore Finland radio show. Today, I'm really happy to be joined by James McDade and Olli Pekka Duomala. They're going to be talking to me about the game of rugby in Finland, uh, the history of the game, uh, about Olli Pekka being part of the lowest ranked international rugby team, the development of Finnish rugby, and about the annual snow rugby competition. As if rugby isn't tough enough as a sport, the Finns have found a way to just take it up a notch or two. But before we hear from James and Olli Pekka, I just wanted to say thank you to Lisa S, who took time to write a comment on my website, explorefinlandpodcast.com. Uh, I'll quote part of her comment, and you can find the whole thing in the in the show notes for this episode. Lisa said, quote, All of my ancestors came to America from Finland in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Three of my grandparent branches came from the villages in southern Ostrobotnia around Sainioki and Vasa. Three grandparents were born in Kuotene and Alavus. So these podcasts really hit home for me. I'd love to hear more, especially about the geologic and human, political, cultural history of these regions and Finland in general, both ancient, medieval and more recent. I was blown away by the information about the Battle of Napoe in the Isokuro distillery episode. Many thanks for doing the podcast. Please keep doing them. Kiitos paljon. Or kiitos to you, Lisa. Um... I really enjoyed the visit to Isokuro and I certainly got more than I was expecting. It was uh, it was quite something to to hear the details of of some of that that history and I I'm a history fan too so that was that was great for me. Um thanks for the comments as well. It's always great to get these comments. This is the second time this year that someone's dropped me a line like this and it makes it worthwhile to know that people enjoy listening to my hobby as much as I enjoy making it. So please keep the comments coming through the website or, or via social media. I'll, I'll put the, uh, the details of those in the show notes and at the end of the episode as well. The next episode, Lisa, is probably right up your street. Uh, I visited the cultural centre in the nearby town of Lapua and we did a tour of the cultural centre, but we also talked particularly about the, the history of this place as an ammunition factory and also the fascist uprising in Lapua in the 1930s. So let me know what you think about that when you get a chance to hear it. Okay, enough of the self-congratulating. Let's head over to the conversation about Senioki Rugby. So I'm joined today by James McDade and Olli Pekka Duomala from Senioki Rugby. And yeah, there's rugby in Senioki in Finland. And we're going to talk through the whole Finnish rugby scene today. But James, thanks for joining me. Thank you. And Olli Pekka. Thank you. Um, where to start? Firstly, where did... How did rugby come to Finland in the first place? Uh, probably I'll be the best best one of us two to, to answer Try. this question. <laughs> uh, well, uh, rugby, it's sort of like the federation was uh, established in 1967. Uh, so it's a bit of an old federation. Uh, there was some games played in the 70s and 80s. I think the first national team game was played in the 80s. But it, it sort of was like uh, just the expats in, in Helsinki area that were playing it. Yeah. But in, in uh, roughly beginning of 2000s, like 2000, 2001, there was uh, Jyväskylä and Tampere and uh, Helsinki Rugby Club that were formed. And then these clubs started to play, play a league and the Finnish Rugby League or the championship has been played from 2002 onwards. So basically it started from there like with more seriousness but uh, yeah, uh, as mentioned, uh, it was started in, in the 60s, didn't really catch up until the 2000s. And uh, yeah, 
and the uh, we have the uh, nice peop- nice expats to thanks that we are playing this <laughs> game today in in Finland. And James is is one of those expats like myself. James, your heritage goes to New Zealand, Polynesia, uh, the UK. So it's kind of clear where your love of rugby comes from. Yeah, um, growing up in New Zealand is a it's a rugby mad country. So you can really expect to find Kiwis enthusiastic about rugby. Um, that doesn't mean that there's a stereotype that all Kiwis love rugby. Um, but you definitely do see a lot of it. Um, personally, I started when I was five um, playing rugby, um, going through club and high school. Um, so you do get a lot of exposure. You get to learn a lot of skills growing up, which is uh, probably really important uh, for future generations and making sure that your club rugby actually is really good. And so how long have you lived in Sanioki area now? So all together in Sanioki, I've probably been here for six years, seven years in Finland, but six years in Sanioki. And you must have been unable to believe your luck when you saw there was a rugby team here in Sanioki. Yeah, I was kind of um, surprised. Uh, I was lucky enough to be um, find it on social media um, when I came into Sanioki. And uh, I thought I'd go watch and see what was going on because they were advertising for players. And uh, they didn't actually have a team playing in the um, leagues yet. So uh, I thought I'd go along and see what was happening, throw a ball around. Um, And then I moved out of town for a little while and Mm. uh, they started up their season. It was 2016. Yeah. And uh, yeah, when I came back the next following year, I was okay, I'm straight into this. <laughs> and I'm no young spring chicken either. <laughs> <laughs> but Oli, so that's, that's clear where, you're, where you came into rugby. But Oli Pecker, what about you? What's, what's your story as a Finn? Well, surely, <laughs> if, you, if you want to play an aggressive sport, you've got ice hockey or you've got yeah. Sally Bandy. Yeah. But you've or, found you got, what, or you've got even American football, like, which is really popular in, in Finland compared to, compared to rugby. But yeah, my, my, uh, my love of the game began when I was 18. I was just... Like I think it was two months before I went to the military in Finland. You have to do from six months to one year military service. Or well, we're not going to into that. But anyways, like it was two months before I was I was set to go. And my uncle, who played rugby in Tampere, told me, that, "Hey, they're going to start a team, or like or like in Vasa rugby club. Vasa rugby was was already, but then they it sort of died down. And now they were like setting up the team once again. And he said, "Hey, uh, you're a big boy. You you probably like to." run against some people so uh go go to the uh training set go to a training set and see uh what it feels like and i went and it was sort of love at first sight and uh yeah i started 2005 in vasa um uh, i lived in vasa so you were quite you were 18 then yeah i was yeah, i was okay. 18 yeah um like in finland there's no rugby in schools or, or like none of that none of that unfortunately but anyways i was 18 and then I went to the military, came back, continued playing rugby. And uh, for various reasons, I was okay. So I was invited to the national team camp, got to play a few games for the national team. Then I, uh, like the older people from uh, Vasa Rugby Club, sort of retired. So I became the head coach. And then I was head coach and playing in Vasa for roughly 10 years, 10, 11 years. And then me and my wife, we decided that a... Uh, uh, I've been in Vasa for all my life, and she was from Kurikka. So we decided, hey, let's let's see how life is in in Seinäjoki. We moved to Seinäjoki, and uh, life was good in Seinäjoki, but there was no rugby. So me and a couple of 
other people from Vasa. We we uh, like uh, formed a club, and then uh, well, the two guys they stayed in Vasa, but then I I started the coaching, and and luckily there was a lot of good people. If I can mention, it was Pekka Lepper, and there was Amti Savola. Uh, there were tons of good guys who I met who who were also interested in rugby, who helped me because well, I I I was doing the rugby thing, but also had small children, so it was good that they were like helping with the coaching and 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 things off the field. But yeah, 2014, we formed the uh, Seine Rugby Club. And uh, 2016, we played the first games. And uh, 2019, we are entering the first division. But yeah, that's that's a long and short of it for me. You you mentioned the American football uh, mm-hmm. just now. And I'm hoping to record something about American football, the, the Finnish American football scene later this year. Mm-hmm. Um But there's not many teams. It's a national league. But I think in the American football, there's seven or eight teams it's quite it's quite sort of a small number of teams how does the rugby league compare with that uh i think well in 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 like if we look at 2019 that was there's six teams in the finnish championship and then the first division that we play it's it's also six teams and in the second division i think there's like what is it five to eight teams it it varies a bit because a lot of the um, championships Teams have their development teams in the second division, okay. and then there, there are new clubs that are coming. But if we look at all the clubs in Finland, I think there are roughly, what would I say? 17. 16. 16. 16, 17. Yeah. If you take a few of them, if they are active, well, I like they are active, but they're not participating maybe a little bit more. But yeah, like let's say roughly 15 yeah. teams that are playing this year. Yeah, actually, I think if I if I think back, that, that what I said about the American football is in the, in the top top division and then there are regional leagues I think yeah, there's yeah. maybe 30 or 40 American football teams around the country yeah 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 yeah. Um, like, like I think I saw the numbers like some American football players will correct me if, I, if I'm wrong but I think in Finnish rugby you have like uh, last year you had like seven or eight hundred licensed players who paid the license mm. and I think in American football it's double or maybe triple to that but they have they, a lot more players in their match <laughs> scores, don't they that's, yeah that's but they but they have obviously they have much more history and, mm. and, and they, they they played competitively I think it, from the beginning of the 90s or end of the 80s so they've been here a lot, lot, lot longer but yeah it's a, it's a good game but yeah American football was like uh, how would you say like took on from rugby or like like the, um, the the actual history of it going yeah. back, I think, is is probably true. I mean, the the reason we compare the two is because they're both played with an egg shaped ball, mm-hmm. uh, unlike proper football that I that yeah. I follow m- myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're 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 different, obviously, very different games, mm-hmm. different rules. And I guess you guys would say they wear all that protective gear, and you guys are naked apart from the shirt and shorts that you're wearing. Yeah, yeah. just the just the mouth guard and yeah. boots is all you really need. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and some shorts, and, yeah. and you're ready for a game. So how does the how does the league work? If you you got six teams in your division, but they're spread all over the country. Yeah, yes. we, we're, we're where's, where's your nearest derby game? Where's the nearest away game you have? Oh Derby game would be probably if it was against Vaza. Vaza yeah. had enough players to to <laughs> yeah. keep their team alive. Yeah. Then we would have a Derby, a Pogamar yeah. Derby. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's Tampere is the closest one this yeah. this year. Yeah. We got Tampere, we got Espo, we got Hamelin, and we got Kuopio, and uh, I think 
That's it today, I guess. Yeah. Uh, they were no, sorry, there were five five teams in the first division, not six, five teams. So yeah, those four that I mentioned, that's, that's what we're going to play against. So Damper is a couple of hours drive south of here. Amenlinna and Espo are closer to Helsinki, and then Kuopio is miles away. Yeah, 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 yeah. across to the to the east, and the roads going out that way, they don't go straight; they go zigzagging round all the lakes. So that's quite yeah. a quite a trek for an away game. It's very scenic. For a foreigner to, yeah. to trick out yeah. into the, the <laughs> middle of Finland from Sanioki. Um, but it definitely does take a bit of a toll, I think, on these long travels. Mm-hmm. We don't, like Sanioki is a new team. We don't have a large amount of sponsors and large sponsorship money. So it, the team does really need to pull together sometimes and, and fund its own trips mm. to some places for competitions. So if um, you've got someone here watching this that... that would be interested in sponsoring this young sports club for its travels, then something like that would be quite welcome. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So what's what's the website for the for the Senior Rugby dot fi? Okay, so, or, so. or another place where it's probably these days it's even better to get a contact is via Facebook. You know, log into Facebook and, and send us a message through there. That's that's a really good route as well. And I guess that's a good place if, if there are people listening that fancy playing. Rugby, yeah. If they're if they're in the local definitely. area as well, definitely, definitely. I mean, if if we're like you guys, you're from England, Mark, and you're from New Zealand. Like, if we compare to rugby cultures a bit here, one thing that I noticed, I, I played in, I was as exchange students in in England like a few years back. The biggest difference I noticed here that like in in Finland, you don't have any of the uh, clubhouse thing going on. Obviously, they cost money, but in like in England or New Zealand, you play a game, you win or you lose, you go for a beer into the clubhouse next to the pitch, and, and yeah, you, you drink a beer or two, and then you drive home. And usually, as well, when you got like 100 million trillion clubs and teams in both in New Zealand and UK, <laughs> the, uh, the distances you travel to away games, it's like roughly one hour or so, mm. maybe. Mm. But in, in Finland, the problem is like when you travel, let's say to, you travel to Kuopio, it's what is it, three, four, five hours? What does yeah. it take with, with a bus? About five hours. Yeah. And if you're going to Yowensu, it's a little yeah, bit more. Yeah so, <laughs> yeah, so you drive, first you drive five hours, then you play the, go to the pitch. Well, usually there's dressing rooms. <laughs> usually. <laughs> usually. <laughs> you, you change up, you play the game, win or lose, then you go with the other team, maybe you have a bite to eat, and then you start heading back home. So you got like, uh, you got a full full day of full day. of driving and playing. So, one thing that is a bit of a uh, sort of a, I don't know if shame is, is is the right word, but like that is a bit of a pity or unfortunate <laughs> yeah. is is that that there really isn't this sort of third half culture in Finland as much as I would like to see it like in compared to UK and and New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we we're getting there, but you I obviously understand we have a lot of guys who work as as bouncers in an art club, so they need to get <laughs> back before midnight so they can yeah. they can so they, they can shift. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so. Yeah, it is what it is, but that is one one big cultural thing that is different compared to the big Commonwealth rugby nations. Yeah, definitely. I think I think when you compare Finland, it it is in its infancy for rugby. Um, it's a huge. This going to be a a massive growth in Finnish rugby. It's just a matter of time for when that happens. Um, Finnish people really adapt to rugby really well, and they have the mentality for rugby. They have the physique for rugby and rugby is not a sport for just big guys 
we need little agile guys as well as the big ones. And this goes for women as well, because we have a Finnish league in Finland as well Mm. for women. Um, This is no gender bias competition. It's like women and men playing rugby. Um, And Finns generally fit in with that whole being able to mindset play the game because they don't need to talk about it. They get on and do it. And that's Mm. one of those aspects about rugby that's really good. Um, Another funny thing about Finland and actually comparing with New Zealand is the fact that actually Finland's bigger than New Zealand Mm. in terms of population-wise. And yet New Zealand's probably the best, is the best at the moment Mm. um, country for rugby. Um, And there's plenty of other Commonwealth countries and non-Commonwealth countries that are really good at rugby. But Finland could be a great superstar rugby-playing nation. Yeah, I mean, like if you look at it, like what I'm, I don't know which is bigger in Finland right now. If if you compare like football or ice hockey, but you look at ice hockey, it's, it's got it, to be ice hockey, isn't it? Mm. It's the it's the the pinnacle for yeah. mm. Finnish boys is to play mm. up through to the NHL mm. yeah. and the the American Hockey League, National mm. Hockey League. I, I think like when you compare the amount of like juniors that start like let's say. Each year, mm. the games. I think the ice hockey and football. I think they're pretty, pretty level. The thing is that, like, in ice hockey, it tends to cost cost a lot of lot of money mm-hmm. to yeah. start your kids with that mm. compared to football, which is way cheaper. Mm. Uh, but anyways, like back to the subject, like ice hockey, it's a contact sport, and we Finns like our contact sports, mm. and that's a winter contact sport. So why not get a contact sport during the summer? Of course, you got you got the uh, American football, which is a good good one. But it's it's uh, compared to rugby, the uh, the games are quite different. So one might enjoy American football, and the other one might enjoy enjoy rugby. So it's I think there is a there is a place for it. I think American football is much more stop start and the team changing. Whereas yeah. if you're playing rugby, you're pretty much playing for eighty minutes or whatever the, the game yeah, lasts. Definitely, and I think one of the noticeable things about rugby and um, American football um, is the fact that when you're put on the field with your team, your team is then on the field. Um, whereas in American football, you'll find that you have an offensive defensive teams. Yeah. So you've almost done, you're not playing with other people within your team. You're playing as part of a team, part of a team mm-hmm. almost. Um, mm-hmm. So you end up buying, I think you bond stronger in a smaller group and you kind of understand what each other are going through. Like you may not get along with someone in your team off the field, but together like all, oh, 23 players mm-hmm. in an actual squad you could really like you got you have their back like no matter what it's like nothing goes nothing <laughs> absolutely mm-hmm. nothing can go wrong if you've got all your team behind you mm-hmm. um, and I think rugby players tend really you know someone gets pushed around the whole team just stands up and goes mm-hmm. no stop y- yeah. you can't do that with American yeah. football I think yeah and like obviously we're comparing quite a lot now to American football yeah. I think it's it's sort of good because a lot of the Finnish people know what American football is, but a lot of them don't know what rugby is. But they are pretty similar, but quite different. You were telling me before that there's a website where Finns can find out about rugby in Finnish. Yeah, absolutely. It's called uh, in Finnish. It's it's mikarugby.fi. Mikarugby.fi. Yeah, from this uh, this webpage, if you are Finn, it's the webpage of it's in Finnish. But if you're a Finn understand Finnish and, and you have no idea what rugby is about go to this webpage and in 10-15 minutes you will 
you will know know a lot. <laughs> you you will know a lot more than you started with. Yeah, yeah. So I I have to give shout outs to Petri Lakman for for putting this website at good good work on Petri's behalf. And yeah, definitely that's if if there's someone young girl or boy what whatever it doesn't doesn't matter if you're interested in starting rugby like mikarugby.fi and then rugby.fi that is the Finnish national federation's webpage. Go to these two from Mika Rugby, you learn about rugby and from rugby.fi if there's people listening in Hamelin or Kuopio or whatever, you get your local cups contact details from there and, and yeah, contact and start start. Or if not, you know, to to uh play then you can go from there these webpages and see when the games are and go watch a game like this. Yeah. Get they get involved. It's yeah, come and find the local yeah. a local game that they can actually watch and see if it actually still looks appealing once they've seen the game. As yeah, well. absolutely. Absolutely. And with Mika, Mika Rugby, you'll be able to understand what's going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah something to explain the rules <laughs> exactly. to you. Yeah. Mm. Um, you just mentioned the... Oh, one of you mentioned the Finnish national team and the, the national association. So um, there, was, there was some news recently about the Finnish national team winning international match. And it, somehow it... it it hit the uh, hit the headlines <laughs> that I found as well. So, tell me a little bit about the, the the Finnish national team. I think if you look back a few years ago, like the biggest thing that the Finnish national team was known for was the fact that they were the bottom of the mm. table, and that like the world rankings, oh, world yeah. rankings, oh, okay. um, and that's when Finnish national team got a lot of notoriety throughout mm. the world. <laughs> notoriety throughout the world for being the worst team. Um, and over the f- last few years, they've really, yeah, really they've, taken off. Yeah, I yeah, think. yeah. Like when I played, we were like uh, not so good. But immediately when I stopped playing, I don't know if it was it because of that or what. But <laughs> you won't say. It, it started. It started. Well, I mean, you got a lady foundation somewhere. Yeah. So you're, you're talking about this notoriety for the team, James, and one of these notorious rugby players who's sitting in the room with us. That's great. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, no, no. Like, but anyways, uh, with the national team, even it's a bit of a struggle sometimes because the guys are working. They a lot of times they even the national team they have to play it a part of their camps, a part of their away games, a part of their home team. So it eats on the wallet. It obviously well it eats times, but that's mm-hmm. that's the same if you play in Finland or New Zealand. That's that's yeah. the same for everyone. But there there's there was a bit of a struggle to get the guys to to show to the games to get the right people. But now the guys who are playing they are committed. They play and then one thing that has happened was that um Alistair Davis started as a head coach and he's he's really really good head coach and and obviously even before him there's were starting to be like that the guys that were playing started to get to that national team level that was needed and then the wins started coming and now we like within the last year or two we won Denmark Austria I think uh, other other big well big recommendations like but like big compared to Finland. Yeah. Hey, when you're at the bottom, everyone yeah, everyone yeah. 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 But like, it's it, the national team hasn't has gotten really good over the past few years, and I mm. and I hope the uh, the uh, the trend continues to yeah. go to that same direction. Obviously, there's going to be some slumps, but yeah, it's it, at, at the moment it looks really good. Are the the national team players all home? Based? Are they all playing within the Finnish league? Yeah, uh, big part of them are, but they obviously there are a few like let's say there's uh, Jussi Viljanen who plays in uh, Dolphin Rugby in Ireland, 
And then there's uh, Kalle Valimäki, who plays in, I think it's Melith Rugby Club in, in New Zealand. Yeah. Methaven. Methaven. Methaven, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, but these guys, they are, they have started playing rugby in, in Finland. And then, yeah, they sort of like, okay, let's see how far I can take this rugby thing abroad. And one has gone to New Zealand and one, one has gone to Ireland. And, and obviously there are a few others. But most of them are have started rugby in Finland. There are a couple who are like uh, who have like a Finnish mother and Italian father who li- who played all their rugby in Italy and or, or in England or, or similar. Mm-hmm. And then they want they represent their their home home country. But when I played, there was much more of that that they were like uh, expats who played have been playing playing in Finland and, and mm-hmm. played for the national team. Mm-hmm. But now it's much more like young. Guys who played their whole life for Finland, they started 16, 17 year old, and, and now they're like 25, something yeah. like that. So yeah, there's definitely been a switch. And when you got, well, well, one one thing that has also changed that like the way the guys train is much more professional now. Back when we played, we were like, okay, let's do a couple of push ups, couple of sit ups, and then then we go for a beer. And and <laughs> and now now not maybe maybe so, but like. There's definitely the training aspect of it has gotten better, and obviously when the guys play more games, they get no more rugby knowledge. They become better than that, and obviously when the league has been played now for what has it been played like? Uh, um, is it like this is the seventeenth year? Mm-hmm. Obviously, like the league is getting the Finnish leagues, championship, first division, second division, all of them are getting better day by day, year by year, and when they get better, the national team. Gets better, and then you've got these players going overseas and playing a better standard, and perhaps yeah. bringing coming back as to play for the national team as a better player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and clearly you you um, mentioned the coach of the national team. I guess the st- the standard there has improved over yeah, the years. Yeah. No, no, no. You see, you see a lot of that. Like, uh, there's two types of ways that, or like three types of way how we get the. The coaching gets better. Coaching gets better in Finland. One is that like you got guys like James, who come from New Zealand, or or if Mark would be playing, he would come from England. They would come to the club and they play rugby and they show the drills and, and how they played. The second way is that like for instance, myself, I went to England, was there as an exchange student, then came back, gave a little bit of that knowledge, and then the, because that is something that we we are seeing now that a lot of guys who played abroad, year old to in whichever club mm. they go they come back and they give that knowledge to their mm. teams and that has risen the level and then the third way is that like you look at youtube videos or go to the <laughs> national team or national or the federation training yeah. camps that is one way but definitely if you get people who come from abroad and give the know-how to the team that is the uh, definitely the best way for when yeah. we're seeing it now the, the level has gone up Very, very much since I started. And YouTube videos weren't around really when no. you started <laughs> playing. So no. that definitely, that definitely makes a difference. It's definitely the culture aspect for for anyone learning rugby. It's, you have to really immerse in. I think for any sport, in better players, like immerse yourself around better players because you will learn and you adapt to what they do, and that makes you a better player as well. Like mm. some people naturally are really good at just picking up sports, but the majority of people. They need to be around and understand what's going on, so that becomes like part of their action. You know, you don't have autonomous skills by just watching YouTube in the mm. end. But 
if you go and practice with really good people and you play with really mm. good people, it rubs off. Mm. Um, and these people going overseas. Mm. Yeah, definitely something we see now this year. We saw the same with Vasa. Like the guys who are starting are starting now. They become really good players in a really short amount of time compared yeah. to the guys who started in 14 and 15. They because like the team they ha- we haven't been playing together. They don't know what to do. But when there's Loads of guys who are talented around that one individual. That one individual becomes good really, really fast. So that's definitely something. And it's noticeable. One of those things is we have, what, two of the boys, two of the guys have their younger, well, 14-year-old kids Mm. coming to trainings with us. And they're at the ripe age of learning the skills of rugby. Actually, I was just about to say about that, because you you said a few minutes ago, Oli Pekka, that... um, these boys starting at 16, 17, mm. and then they're now 25. Mm. And I'm thinking, okay, 16, 17, there's, there's like, James have been playing for 14 <laughs> or 15 years by that time. So there's, yeah. that, that's where there's a, an opportunity, I guess. Yeah. It, it's, mm. it, it's, a, it's a little bit of a tragedy that in Finland, the sports aren't held within the schools. And from a New Zealander's perspective, actually a lot of the, the countries that play rugby, usually Commonwealth countries, where sports is integrated with the schooling. Um, and you have clubs as well, but you generally learn and play sports amongst other schools. Um, and you start rugby at a younger age than in Finland. Um, a lot of that is, unfortunately, you just don't have that here in Finland. It's interesting, because there's not yeah. really that competitive sport, is it? They're, they're, they're very active at school, mm. but it's uh, ice skating or skiing mm-hmm. or... Uh, athletics mm-hmm. or uh, basketball and volleyball maybe in schools but not not so I don't think so much football rugby American football mm-hmm. even ice hockey isn't really done within the the school because yeah. of the equipment that's needed mm-hmm. and there's certainly no competitive sport I, when I was when I was a kid playing football I had one team on a Saturday one team on a Sunday and I was in some mm-hmm. of my school teams when mm-hmm. especially when I was younger and and playing football at school in the playground all the time mm. um, makes a difference. Yeah, well, mm. I think one of the noted things is like where you can play rugby at primary school in New Zealand and Australia, um, being really young, but you also have the clubs on the side as well, mm. and they're starting like midget rugby, where you have midget football as well. And I was playing both midget football and like midget rugby, so a ball that was about half the size of me um, play running around with no boots on, we just played in bare feet. Mm. Um, and that was, you know, ta- it was kind of like touch. Yeah. Yeah. In a sense, you know, no tackling. Yeah. When someone touches you on the shorts, yeah. you have to release the ball. because yeah. That's the tackle. Going a little bit into the future on, on, on this part of the conversation, mm. there is, we, I saw in Facebook, the Finnish rugby federation's Facebook page, that they are going to do their best to, to get few tournaments for the youngsters, for the, uh, A and B and I think C level, well, that's a bit up in up for this debate or discussion still, but they are trying to, for next summer, 2020, they're trying to make uh, a tournament for A, B and C, like age boys and girls. So hopefully that happens. And mm-hmm. if it, if it, if they do take that step and they will organize these tournaments, we say like we'll definitely try to get a, a team, yeah. teams or team going to these, these tournaments. Definitely. And hopefully that will be a thing that start happen every year mm-hmm. and maybe even more games for the juniors because it's one thing to uh if it would be from us as as 
well, you you've been coaching as well a bit here as well, James. For us as coaches, it would be perfect if we would have a juniors team, and then when they turn eighteen, we get like every year we get five to ten new guys who are eager to play rugby. Wherein now, how the rug recruiting happens that we have recruiting days. Usually, there is people who show up who want to play and learn the game, but many times they are like, let's say they like. Well, I got nothing against like people who are thirty, but when you got a guy who starts at thirty, the uh, well, the expiry expiry date it, it comes a lot sooner than for one who starts at twenty. So acquisition of skills is usually yeah. a little bit slower too. I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, the, the the skill level takes time to build when you're a bit older. That's no ageist thing. Um, it's just a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, obviously timeline it's a short timeline yeah but when i was a kid i played in little league football Hmm. and you would all go to the same place every saturday there'd Mm be uh, one of these little leagues just had one pitch when Mm -hmm. i started there there were six teams Mm -hmm. and there was three games every saturday Mm -hmm. and the same teams using the same pitch and it was a mini league format but all in one place if there's not enough towns around here with their own rugby club is there an opportunity to start a rugby league in the summer where all the kids from here, and it could be mixed if you're mm. talking about young kids and touch rugby, mm. to get them the, the the kind of the understanding the rules and 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 the basic handling and running skills. Mm. Um, I know that everyone's busy and we've all got jobs mm. and kids and whatever uh, apart from the students, James, who've got summer oh, kids. <laughs> you got kids, yeah, but you've got summer holidays. <laughs> but but you know you know what I mean, like like. Getting them all in one place and getting them playing yeah. together. There, there, there is a legitimate reason to have that. Um, I think that when you're that young, that playing actual rugby is not actually an issue. It's a matter of just getting those basic ball handling skills, which I think you can have with touch rugby or flag rugby um, so that you can like teach those basics. Um, and it, it sounds like we could, there could be something if the organisation and then funding and the council all came together as one cohesive sort of entity and came up with something that could be funded a place that it could be done and you know we had lots of kids to be interested into doing it Mm -hmm. and the benefit of having something that would be not actual rugby itself but say touch or flag would flag be, rugby well, explain flag rugby you mentioned well, it basi- basically it's um, you've just got flags tags hanging off you that are velcroed to your waist and they just people grab them instead of tackling and that's a tackle that's if you lose tackle. your thing yeah. you have to release the ball you have to stop and then play the ball between your legs and so on passes. Yeah. so it's all taps it and then goes but um, it teaches those being able to dodge moves it teaches like chase that person pass the ball now footwork, um, reading where everyone is, the play moves. Um, but it's, I think it's important that you, you do that with kids. And there is a place for it. Um, I think there's nothing wrong with that. And the benefit is that you can actually have mixed teams as well. So with in Finnish mm-hmm. culture, which is great, is that you know everything's equal, that you can play girls and guys on a team. Mm. You don't have to worry about... It's a boy, it's a girls team thing. You can yeah, at that age it becomes a skill game rather yeah. than a physical game. And then as they get older, then, they can then it becomes yeah. physical and, and, you, and you divide. Yeah. So again, James, if there are people that are interested in helping to fund maybe a kid's summer camp or something <laughs> or summer, summer little league, yeah. um, or if they want to be involved in coaching, then maybe they should 
look for some contact information on the Senioki Rugby website. Definitely, Senioki Rugby website, um, mm. Quickest Way, Facebook, definitely. Um, and mm. if you're still unsure, definitely have a look at Mika Rugby. Mm. Yeah, and that no, I mean in in Finland also there is at least there's a championship league for female. I think they play first division as well. I'm not sure, but at least there's like a, the uh, championship league for Finnish rugby for like for, for women as well. So what we as Senag Rugby we are now trying to get a rock, women's rugby team started. Here as well, or actually, uh, yes. or, or or working we're towards big. that that mm-hmm. end. Uh, well, we're going to have a, a sort of a little bit of introduction day today for, for women. Obviously, people who are listening to this podcast, sorry, you guys missed it. But this won't be edited and published before your event today. <laughs> yeah. But but still, yeah, talk about what's going on and where you're yeah, hoping yeah. it will end anyway. Yeah, the, we've had this discussion for for a few years now, and there's been. An interest we've gotten via Facebook, via emails, that there are women, young and old, who would be interested in coming and try rugby, and uh, we are now finally trying to to answer these these requests. And this is the first thing we're gonna do now is this introduction day, and then maybe during summer or maybe autumn, we are trying to get uh, a recruiting day and start the uh, the. Uh, Team because in Vasa, which is not that far from here, they have a team, and I think there's like ten to to fifteen women who are playing there, training there, and they're gonna participate in the seven series, the women's seven series, men and men and women both play. I think it's from from like New Year to to Vapo. Roughly. Yeah, rugby sevens is quite a traditional, smaller version of the it's, of the game, isn't it? So it, it's definitely a small. It's about half the team. Um, it requires people to be able to be more agile, and you have really to fit. be very, very fit. It's mm. um, it's a shorter game. Um, however, you do need to be fit. Um, There's a lot more ground to cover. Uh, yeah, you need to be up. able to run. You need to be able to tackle. You need to be able to be on your your game straight away. There's no um, slouching around, so to speak. Mm. Yeah, and like. For women, the sevens is much more popular compared to men. Like I think men have roughly four to six teams per tournament. Mm-hmm. I think women have like I'm, I'm not gonna say twice as many, but they have much more because there are a little bit less people like women who are who are work or training with rugby these days. But therefore, sevens is the perfect fit because easier to make a team of yeah. seven or mm-hmm. a squad of nine or something yeah, than yeah. it is to make a full size. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyways. In Senioki region, the Vasa ladies or women they're gonna attend the sevens during the next uh, next spring, like one year from now, a little bit less than one year from now. And these ladies that maybe start today or during this year, that is the first place we're gonna try to get these ladies to play, get some game time, and then 2020 maybe they will go and play for Vasa. Maybe if we can get enough, maybe we can. Try to get a few games for the Seinäjoki. Yeah. I don't know what what's going to happen, but definitely this is something that we're going to try to do. And plus the juniors juniors teams that we're trying to. So we want to grow, and now we're, there's a lot of things happening, and hopefully we can we can make everything that we we want to do happen. So again, SeinäjokiRugby.fi yes. or the Facebook page. Yeah. If people are interested, want to make contact with yeah. you guys. Yeah. Um. There's one particular thing caught my eye earlier this year. James posted something on Facebook. Very excited. I'm off to play snow rugby. 
And I just thought, you lunatic. James, explain <laughs> snow rugby. Yeah, there, there was a, a new concept um, for me as well. Um, <laughs> I basically never heard of snow rugby till I actually came to Finland, um, surprisingly. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's definitely a um, time of your life to be had. It's If you're interested in rugby and you've played rugby, snow rugby is just totally different. It's it's more towards leaning towards a seven. You're playing on a smaller pitch. Mm. You have you play with the se- seven against it's seven. It's seven, seven aside, mm. so you're in a smaller field. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, much smaller, yeah. way smaller. Um, so you're basically playing in snow. When was this in the year? February. February. That's minus. 20 temperatures usually, usually, yeah. usually it's the first weekend of March but this year they had to make I don't know why but they had one month earlier yeah. but, but it was a good decision because it was it was like plus or maybe just, maybe it was just, hanging around yeah. zero degrees oh you got lucky though because it could have been yeah. a lot colder yeah. yeah one one year it was like minus 20 and <laughs> I, I wasn't there but I heard it was it wasn't that fun but you're not playing in your shorts and your rugby kit yeah you you are playing in your rugby gear. Um, basically, all you need to do is just wear some like nice wear fitting um, leotards. Yeah, running tights. Running tights are fine. Uh, you warm up pretty quickly, um, or otherwise, um, some nice um, training pants. Um, I had tops. I had- Visions of you guys wearing your full like winter ski gear, running <laughs> no, no. around the pitch trying <laughs> to play rugby. <laughs> we can say toes are for something, um, <laughs> but the, the the main thing is like you, you really want to have maybe a few socks to change. Um, that's probably the main thing because there's no real warm spot to warm your to- wet cold toes up. Um, that's always a good idea. Have extra socks, um, but definitely running around it gets you warm. It, there's free sausages there. <laughs> of course, it's a finished sporting yeah. event. There's sausages there. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll throw a little bit of more information regarding <laughs> the tournament. Now, like um, 2002, Uvascula Rugby, Rugby Club had the idea. Hey, uh, we got snow almost six months of the year here, so let's let's try, try to play some rugby on the snow. So they decided, okay, let's make a tournament it, that got the obvious name, Snow Rugby Tournament. It's played every year in, in Uvascular. First tournament was played, I think, two thousand four or two thousand three, something like that. And yeah, it's been been played every every winter since. So, if there are people now listening abroad, UK, New Zealand, wherever, and you feel like, hey, this snow rugby would probably something quite interesting, I would say definitely come over, bring a team. Uh, if you if you like, I think the if you go to uvascularrugby.fi. Or mm-hmm. just Google Uvascular Rugby or go via there. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put a link on in the show notes because Uvascular is spelt differently to how it sounds. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, but anyway, anyways, you get you get all the conf- contact information from there if you want to sign your team up. Uh, I think the signing up starts uh, end of this year for for next year's tournament. But definitely, if you if you if it sounds interesting, you want to have a go at it. You know, come over. They they got it's really good organized. They have like. They have hotel rooms that you can book via Uvascular. They got the uh, they have how how to get there, like what to bring, what to wear, like all this information is really really there on their web pages. So 
Definitely, and, and also you get to meet meet the Finnish Finnish rugby people. <laughs> sports teams are always looking for somewhere to go for a, a weekend tour to play. So something like that would be yeah. like an experience of a lifetime. I yeah, guess. And I, I think like it wasn't. I, I spoke to some some uh, English guy in one of these tournaments. This it wasn't a vascular rugby tournament that they were like did this, but at some tournament they went went with their like he was working at the bank. And they're like they had this like uh, in Finnish you call it like a uh, uh, race or like this this like work sort of resort trip that they did. With yeah, this like work activity. Yeah, yeah. Trip. So yeah. so they went for a weekend with this this guy from the bank. They went to a rugby tournament. Obviously, did some rugby playing. Obviously, some drinking. Yeah, drinking as well. <laughs> but anyways, but like that's that's one way of doing it as, as well. So, but definitely, and and for me as a Finnish rugby player, I, I enjoy the tournament because you. The season ends. The Finnish rugby season ends. The championship August. ends like uh, end August. of end of September, maybe. It's almost August, some, as well. August some yeah. somewhere there. But this year it's much earlier. Yeah. And uh, then you train. You have maybe a little bit off season, and you gain a bit weight. You drink a bit. You know, you have good times. <laughs> off season. But then, then 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 the new year comes around. You start training again. You start start lifting weights. I haven't gone to the jog yet, but <laughs> maybe maybe at some point a little squishy there. Yeah. <laughs> But anyways, but it, the thing that I like about the Uvascular Rugby Tournament is when you go there, you meet all the guys you played against or with, in some cases, in the national team. And so when you get to chat, you know, you go a little bit like, how do, how's he been? And, you know, it's sort of this, it's it's more of a social thing than a competition mm-hmm. thing, to be yeah. honest. It's it's not a, a national competition. It's not no, no. And it's organized. Not, and it's not serious in any way. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun. I mean, some teams come there, they want to obviously yeah. win, but we, we went... Just to have a laugh. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and the best thing about it is that you have both women and men's competitions going on mm. um, simultaneously. Mm. So you basically had two fields and women and men's were playing on the same field, different times, obviously. Mm. Um, and the women were in pretty much, well, they were actually in fancy dress, some of them. Yeah, the right. women seemed to actually adopt the the, yeah. the fun culture of it <laughs> yeah. um, and they go all out with their costumes it's fantastic mm. you, you have never seen yeah we Finns <laughs> we Finns tend to be a bit serious uh, the Finns guys. men guys tend to be a bit serious about but yeah the, the women hats off to them they, they really yeah. know how to have a good time let's see if we can find a link to some videos or at least some pictures that I can put in the in the show notes as well mm. and, and I didn't know until we, we met up again today Oli Pekka that you're also making your own podcast about Finnish rugby to try and spread the word and and, yeah. and again continue this education tell yeah. us a little bit more about yeah that. yeah it's me me and two other guys uh, Timo and Sauli we 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 started the uh, well we have the had the idea of a podcast for a few years now but last um, last december we decided hey let's 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 do a couple of podcasts and now we've done five episodes we're going to try to do sixth and and seventh here somewhere now but you can find the uh, podcast in YouTube. It's called Asiantuntia Paneeli Podcast. So it's it's a podcast about Finnish rugby, but also about like World Cups and, and stuff like rugby in general. Uh, and it's in Finnish. So if there are Finnish listeners who who want a little bit more learn a little bit more about rugby, rugby related stuff, check it, definitely go check it out. I think if you can throw in a, in a link yeah, in the, uh, absolutely. the description box. So you publish it on YouTube. That's yeah. where people can watch or listen. Yeah, to it. We, yeah, and we got a we got a Facebook page also, okay. but it's it's both of these they're relatively small, but 
what we want to do is try to get the a big Finnish public to mm. learn more about rugby with these via these podcasts and and uh, yeah, hopefully if there's there's some young girl or boy listening to our podcast, same as with this podcast that we're doing today, listens to it and hey, this rugby sounds interesting and contacts the club and goes to see a game or maybe tries even comes and tries rugby. That's that's what we're aiming for. So there's lots of resources for for people living in Finland, whether they're Finnish speakers uh, or non-native Finnish speakers, that they can find more information about rugby in Finland um, and how they can how they can take part, and specifically from you guys about Seinjoki rugby. Yeah, so definitely, definitely. And, that's great. And uh, yeah, we are uh, we we hopefully well all the clubs in Finland want and need new players all the time and, and want to recruit more. And then yeah, it's it's a fun game. You get friends for life. You have a good time and you get to hit people as well. So it's it's a perfect. You don't hit them literally. You don't hit them. You get to smash, smash, whatever. Run towards tackle, whatever. Yeah, but anyways, it's a so context sport. It's there a context sport. We say it like that. But yeah, definitely. It's it's yeah. You get you get friends. Yeah. You get to enjoy a bit mm-hmm. of contact. And yeah, there's and there. We also obviously try to have each club also has mm-hmm. a social side of it. You go mm-hmm. when you go for few times a year for a beer and after the games so it's yeah it's you get you get friends and and you get to do sports so it's it's everything you really need yeah. this this podcast will come out somewhere in the middle of 2019 when does the season start we start in uh, may the 17th okay yeah. so may may 2019 but regardless of when people are listening to this whether it's immediately that it's published or three years into the future they should still If they're interested, yeah, contact yeah. you. You're interested to hear from anyone that wants to play some rugby here. Yeah, and, and yeah, absolutely. See. It's never, never too late to start and, and get involved. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, James. I was going to say, if you're interested, like um, if this comes out before May, uh, in May, 18th of May, uh, we have a, a first game which is going to be played in Lapua at the name of the uh, place was called. Uh, it's it's a bit up in the air still, but again, okay, maybe if if you are. Listen to this before 18th. Go to our uh, Facebook page and look from there, and yeah. uh, and then the uh, other home games yeah, are starting yeah. in July. Okay, so there's quite a gap in between the first and the and the second home game, but they're all there. James is referring to the Sanioki Rugby website Kel- or Facebook page. Oh. <laughs> um, but James, Oli Becker, thanks very much for joining me. Thank you for Thank having you. us. Thank you very much. And that just about wraps up another show. Thanks again to James and Oli Becker for. Very interesting conversation. If you enjoyed the show today, you want to show your support, then please take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. This will help raise the profile of the show. Connect with me on Facebook, Explore Finland Radio Show, Twitter at Explore Finland, and Instagram Mark underscore Explore Finland, or on the website explorefinlandpodcast.com. You can leave comments pretty much on any page there underneath a particular episode or a particular page of interest. I'll get notified when you've uh, when you've made a comment and I'll uh, I'll come back to you for sure. Of course, you can also spread the word to your friends on your social network of choice. Let them know about the show and invite them to explore Finland with us. And also, if there's a subject you want me to cover in a future episode, you can contact me via the website or social media and let me know what it is. I'll be happy to hear from you and I'll try and cover that subject in a future episode. So until the next time, thanks for listening and I'll see you again on the Explore Finland radio show. Bye bye.